Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help Ags improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Kevin Bernard is a winner, just flat out a winner. This 2020 Aggie 100 Award is Kevin's 10th overall and eight in a row. And it's not only with just his flagship company, J.K. Bernard Construction, but he has multiple companies that are Aggie 100 winners. What we learned from Kevin in this episode is just amazing. And it all started when he checked his pride and opened himself to learning about his industry and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So pass it back and listen up to Kevin as he shares some really good bull. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on Aggie Growth Hacks. We are super excited to have you on the podcast and to have you as part of the Aggie Growth Hacks family. And really want to say on, on today, a day that we celebrate Aggie entrepreneurship and the Aggie 100, you are in a unique class that you have multiple Aggie 100 winners, multiple businesses. And I think you were saying this is your eighth Aggie 100 in a row, 10th overall. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Do you need a new shelf? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we've been splitting it up between our companies. And of course, that helps with the way that's set up to keep it rolling every year. But yeah, thanks for having me and really appreciate it and the opportunity to be here and talk with you. Well, Kevin, it's it's great to have Aggies who've been here and then move away, build build businesses and, and families outside of College Station, come back home and kind of talk with us. What do you miss most about being a student at Texas A&M? Well, I think just the camaraderie of of being on campus and and being around everything. You know, when I was here, they had uh, what they called Aggie Alley back in in left field of Bluebell Park. So, you know, we'd load our couches in the back of the truck, drive over there, get your spot back up to the left field and and sit there and and, uh, watch the games and just have that neat atmosphere out there. Uh, You know, they used to have a bus that sat out there that had beer taps on the outside of it (laughs) and and everything else. So, I mean, it was was a really cool atmosphere. Fun to be there. Life's not too bad when you have a bus with beer taps. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So every entrepreneur has their story. And that's one of my favorite things about Aggie Growth Hacks is that I get to hear, I think so far we're at 30, 40-ish entrepreneurs that that we have talked to in the past couple of years. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your company and, you know, how did you start it? How did it come about? And what makes you passionate about it? Yeah, absolutely. So when I left A&M, I went back to the Texas Hill Country and ended up just kind of fumbling around a little bit, actually. You know, I was doing a little remodel stuff here and there in construction. And then we ended up getting an opportunity to where I was trying to get hired on as a superintendent for this old crotchety builder, essentially. And uh, so we went in for an interview and I was pitched to be, hey, I want you to hire this kid to be your superintendent of this project. And he looked at me and, you know, said, boy, you want to you want to be a superintendent, huh? You just graduated from Texas A&M. You know it all. I said, well, yes, sir. I sure do. (laughs) You you said, sir. Yeah. And, you know, then he went back and said, well, boy, you know, you don't know anything. So I'll let you frame for me. If if you want to get on my framing crew, I said, well, I'll do respect. I just graduated from Texas A&M. I'm going to keep looking. Thanks. And two weeks later, I changed my mind and and went back and started framing. It was was the best decision I ever made. It really gave me the opportunity to get that on-the-job training, understand 
how all the components go together and gave me the confidence I needed to, you know, a few short years later, I'm, I was 20 something years old and, and running guys twice my age and gave me that confidence to do that. And we kind of moved into some different facets that that company was doing. And we started framing all our houses out of metal studs. So we started manufacturing metal studs. When was this? This was back in 02, 03. And so we were putting house packages together in the shop, building the walls, building the trusses. And then we built that business up pretty well. And, and he decided to sell it. And when he did, the new owner came in, you know, trying to change a few things here and there. So I took that as maybe I should go try something else. So that's when we went out on my own and, and started J.K. Bernhardt Construction, started as a custom home builder. And with my metal stud experience, we really got pushed into the commercial realm, which was great. I mean, it, it's so much different than residential construction, and we, we like it so much better. A little less different emotion. Clientele. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we started J.K. Bernhardt Construction and then moved into the commercial world. A few short years later, actually, we were able, that business that I left that had been sold, the original owner got it back, wanted me to buy it. And so I told him no for a couple of years. And then finally he got the price right and, and uh, we bought it. So it gave us our second company. And so we've, we've grown it today to be a, more of a manufacturing company than it was. So we still manufacture metal studs. For our commercial side, we still do house packages out of metal studs. We actually have a new machine coming here shortly that takes a lot of the skilled labor out of it. It's much more automated. And so we're excited to have that. And then we just continue to grow our general contracting side, as well as some of our other avenues that we have for our construction company. We're going to roll right now and have a break and hear a message from our sponsor. Well, Kevin, you've got an interesting business model in that you've got symbiotic companies that really kind of feed off one another and feed each other business and to be able to help you and all your companies continue to grow. You've obviously been a fast growing company. I mean, 10 Aggie 100s. Yeah, yep. that, that's yep. the most we've had on, on any of the yep. episodes. So what was it? Can you pinpoint maybe it's a hire or maybe going into a new market, something that really allowed you to accelerate your growth, to take that next step and really just take growth to the next level? Yeah, I think it's a few different things. I mean, it, it, one is not ever being satisfied to where I don't want to do the same thing year after year. I want to be able to see what we can grow and what we can do. And it's not all about the money or, or it's, it's about what we can do. What can we get our team together to do? And it is, you build that team, you know, you can only do so much by yourself. So when, when you do grow enough to where you've worn every hat and you have to give something out up to be able to grow your companies. And I think just really having that drive and, and, and building relationships is huge. Networking, mm -hmm. you know, as, as we grew from a custom home builder into, into the commercial realm, I mean, it was a relationship that brought us into that. We're a drywall contractor, which means that we install metal studs, we insulate, we drywall, and we install acoustical ceilings. And so that's, that's the package that all the GCs wanted to see at the time. And there was an older gentleman in our town that had been doing insulation and acoustical ceilings for years. He had really good relationships with with GCs. He kind of brought us, he brought me in and, and knew that I had the metal stud experience. And so we started packaging those deals together and really started winning some work. He was having a hard time on his own because he didn't have the other part of he that. Didn't have the support. Yeah. So we got together and did that for three, four years. And he kind of brought me into that realm of construction. And then he was ready to retire. We bought him out and that started our insulation company. But like you said, they all build off of each other and they all feed each other. So not that they're dependent on each other. We sell to the public and to other GCs. We sell to residential builders and, and things like that. So we toe the line and make sure that everybody understands that we're not just this contract over here. We're also a supplier and, and, and a subcontractor, which helps us grow in, our, in a smaller market. 
That's really cool. I, I love how you've got the symbiotic, you know, relationship there for each of the companies. That's really yeah. cool. Thank you. So shifting gears a tiny bit here, we as entrepreneurs, we wake up every single day and there's a new challenge, right? I mean, <laughs> it's just the fact of, of the matter, right? Another Monday. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Tuesday or Wednesday <laughs> or whatever, right? So what so far has been your biggest challenge to your growth and how have you hacked that to overcome it? I mean, I think after going through this world pandemic, I mean, the the biggest thing that's challenging us right now is really leadership fatigue. Our leaders have done a great job yeah. and it's we've been the cheerleaders and we've been up front and saying everything's going to be all right. This is how we're going to go about this. This is how we're going to survive. This is how we're going to thrive in this new realm of the world that we know, right? I think now seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, it's like, oh my God, you've done this for a year and a half, yeah. holding everybody up, putting everybody on your shoulders and really driving your company and, and the message forward. It's trying to get yourself rebooted, get your team rebooted so that we can say, okay, let's take a short little breath. Now let, let's go hammer it again. But I think between that and just, you know, the normal stuff that everybody's going through is, is labor shortages and the new supply chain is, is different. You know, yeah. I think yeah. we've had five interviews so far today. Yeah. You're the fifth one that said that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just figuring out, okay, well, now we have to order things before we even start compared to when we used to be able to order things and, and just taking care of that in, in a way to, to make sure the project still goes forward. And how do you, you know, working through that, how do you communicate that to your clients? Because that's something that's got to be a little bit uneasy for them, you know, because yeah. I need to lock prices in. Oh, yeah. That means I need cash right now. Two years ago, you never had that conversation. Right. Has that been difficult for you and your team or is it, hey, this is just the reality of it? You know, I mean, at, at first, that conversation always comes up no matter what. Now, everybody's starting to understand that. So it's almost a little bit easier now. It's just, hey, this is how it is, you know, yeah. and you don't I have don't to. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I understand. Exactly. So, yeah, it's all communication. You know, the more we communicate, the more we're transparent, the, just the easier every job and every conversation is. I've got one more kind of off, off the cuff question. You, you talked about leadership fatigue and that being a challenge yeah. that you and your team is having to deal with. First question, how are you structured from a leadership standpoint? And then two, what are you as the owner doing to lift them up to provide some relief from that fatigue? Yeah, for sure. So we've, we've gotten into EOS here recently. The way that we're set up, we have all of our different divisions. So, and we have a leader in those divisions that are responsible for everybody else in, in those in those sides. So, you know, our project manager, our, our accounting team, our estimating team, and then into our other companies as well. So we have we have managers and leaders in, in each one of those. So then how are you, because everyone's different and yep. everyone needs to be encouraged and you've got to have enough empathy to understand how to deal with each one. How are you as the leader, as I don't know if you're the visionary or the integrator, but as the visionary to be able to support them up? Yeah. And, and that's what I am. I'm visionary for sure. I'm, I'm always looking around the corner. Yeah. And just trying to lift them up. Again, it goes back to communication and, and, and letting them know, you know, everything is going to be all right. And, and this is how we are going to be okay. We also have started this last year, we started leadership training once, once a month. So we'll take, we'll take our leaders off campus to a nice setting. We have a lunch and then we'll kind of run that meeting somewhat like we run a Vistage meeting is, and, and that's something that I got involved in here in Aggieland about a year and a half ago. So we've taken a lot from that and kind of taken it to our leaders. So at the first of it, it's leadership training. In the second half, we work issues within our company and in our divisions and, and just kind of help those leaders facilitate those. That's a huge investment. Yes, it is. But we've seen good gains from it. So 
Looking forward, looking to your crystal ball and what's coming around the bend here for your industry. Can you tell us a little bit about what you see kind of coming as a trend for, for your industry? Well, I think there's a few different things happening. I mean, one with commodity prices, lumber, you know, the supply chain in short order. It's trying to figure out the better ways to go about getting our projects done. One thing that we're doing right now, and we've kind of doubled down on it once, we've always been in the metal stud industry, but with when lumber shot up, steel stayed steady for about three months. It caught up real fast, but all of a sudden, everybody wanted a steel frame home, which yeah. was great to get the traffic again and start talking about that again. So we've, we've actually bought a new machine that's going to help us produce faster and be more economical on our labor side to get those packages into a price point that we can combat the wood situation between supply and just wood being what it is. I mean, it's, it's, they're quick grow trees, they're cut early, they're not drying them. So lumber is, is a very volatile building material right now between twisting and, and shrinking and cracking and termites eat it and it burns, you know, so it gives us all those good areas. Now, why would you ever want to build a house out I know, of wood? Right? I'm sitting here yeah. thinking that myself as, as you're talking about. It. Yeah. Insurance breaks. I mean, there's, there's so many things. It costs a little bit more than, than wood does. And, and after 08, it, it, that seemed to be the big hinge is, you know, well, what does it cost? I just want to know what it costs. You know, it's not, here's the benefit. It's, I want to know what it costs. So we've been trying to get the education out there and, and some of those things. And, and a lot of people get it. We sell a bunch of them. We hope to sell many, many more and, and even get that into multifamily construction as well. Well, Kevin, where do you see your companies in five to 10 years? What, what's your BHAG, your, your moonshot goal? Yeah, well, that, that BHAG, you know, it's the legacy suite at Kyle Field and the G5 to get me here, right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's the best one yet. So uh, you got to have those fun goals like that. But in all reality, it, it's, it's the legacy is what we want to build for our family, for generations to have us, the companies grow in a, in a way to support our family, as well as all of our team members. And uh, as we grow into new markets and all that is just add more people and be able to give them a stable and healthy and safe work environment. Let's go into our lightning round questions. Question number one, what is your favorite hack? This is me, anything that's business related or personal? I think on that, it's, it's goals. It's writing down your goals and, and making sure that you're reaching. Write down a goal that you don't think you can get to and then try to. It's stating those goals out loud in front of your friends and your family. It's in front of your team so that they're going to hold you accountable. You've said it. Now it. Now you have to do You've it. You've got to do right. it. That's right. right. So I think that that's so powerful. I mean, I think it was Emmett Smith that said, a goal is not a goal until you write it down. Yeah. You know, then, then it's, just, it's just a wish until you do well, that. Well, that's right. Yeah. For sure. Kevin, what is the best advice that you've received? And then how do you apply it? And I'll give you bonus points if it was from that crotchety old boss <laughs> that, <laughs> that hired you out of A&M. Well, I, I have this and I'm not really sure where I got it from or if it was from just a bunch of different people or, or what, but it's, it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable. As long as you're in your little world and you think everything's fine, you're not changing, you're not growing, you're going to fail. Being that entrepreneur and, and having other people count on you, I mean, you have to get out of your comfort zone to grow, whether that's in a new group or, or trying something new, you know, in our construction company and as we're building and, and doing new things, it's, you know, do you do that? Well, heck yeah, we do that. You know, we'll figure it out. But yeah, we do it, you know. So always. Do we do that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we know. do. We got YouTube, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. Thank God for YouTube. Absolutely. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's just, it's being uncomfortable. So an example of that is is I joined a Vistage group here at A&M, which is the first university sponsored Vistage group that's been started, which is which is really neat in itself. A group of Aggies, and we even have a, a couple of non-Aggies in there, which we accept, and they bring a lot of value as well. But it was uncomfortable for me. We come up to campus once a, once a month, and it's a bunch of CEOs, and some have way bigger companies than I do. And so going in that room, knowing that, hey, you don't, you don't know it all, and, and being able to be humble and, and learn from other people and grow, again, that's the biggest piece of advice and, and something that we have to put into practice so we don't go extinct. So has that experience allowed you to take advice from a non-construction company and then apply that to your companies? Absolutely. It's pretty neat. So how that group's set up is they don't want anybody in the same industry and maybe not the same industry, but not doing exactly the same thing or be competitors. And and, and it's a wide variety of, of different businesses from restaurants to construction, marketing, healthcare. And what we found and, and what's really interesting is is as we go into those meetings and we, and we work each other's issues, opportunities, is I get way more value working somebody else's issue opportunity that might be in a totally different field than we're in. Yeah. But you just pick up nuggets here, even when you're helping them or, or asking them more questions or giving them advice, it triggers something about an issue that you might have had or, hey, I could do this better in this situation or, oh, yeah, that's how I should have handled that and helps us move forward. Nice. Love it. So next question. What's your superpower? I would say my tenacity, finding a way to yes. And that's what I preach to all of our people. It's, you know, somebody will come back and maybe a new hire and say, well, they said no. What, what do you mean they said no? Well, let's try again or let's let's look at this avenue. There's there's more than one road to get there. And, you know, let's problem solve this and, and let's figure it out. You know, you get to keep beating on that door. I'm not going to I'm not going to go away until we we get somewhere. Where'd you learn that? I think I've always had it. You know, I, my mother was a super hard worker and still is. I'll never forget when I was little, my, her mother, my granny, you know, she was, oh, you're a hard worker. You're a hard worker. And so always kind of, always in the back of my mind, I hear that voice, you're a hard worker. And so since I was little, I've had the mentality that you're not going to outwork me. You know, if we're doing something, it's, it's a competition and we're going at it and I'm going to win. Oh, I bet the yeah. framing crew loved you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that's where that comes from. And, and just, you know, I, I think it's how I'm wired and just wanting to do more and, and knowing to grow and to make yourself uncomfortable. It, it, it takes that tenacity. So, Well, Kevin, we appreciate so much you coming on and sharing your little bit of your story and inspiring us and, and helping us see what a successful entrepreneur looks like. If an, there's an Aggie entrepreneur, an Aggie entrepreneur out there that wants to get in touch with you and just learn, connect with you, help you, or to get some help from you, how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. All the normal social media things. We, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, our website. So jkbernhard.com, steelframesolutions.net, our two websites to those two companies. Yeah, LinkedIn, Kevin Bernhard. So. Well, thanks again so much. We are excited to celebrate with you today and to celebrate with you throughout the year. We look forward to hearing from you again when you're getting your 11th and 12th Aggie 100 trophies. Well, thank you. I appreciate it and just thankful for the opportunity to be here and, and get to be on this network. So how about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? There were some valuable hacks that Kevin shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg? Well, I really appreciate the, the honesty that Kevin shared and just kind of talking through the challenges that 2020 and 2021 have brought. What really struck me was when he talked about leadership fatigue yeah. within his companies because leaders had to be so on and they had to, to really lead in such uncertain times 
that the leaders at every level of his organization were feeling it. And so what did he do to combat that? One, he instituted the, the leadership retreats where, you know, on a monthly basis, they go and they actually talk about how to improve leadership and how to be stronger. I know that that resonates with you as much as it did with me, you know, being former military men, yeah. you know, because leadership is so important in military life, but it's important in entrepreneur's life. But then I also love how he had EOS or some system like that to be able to provide structure and support and help with leadership and making sure that the leaders, they don't have the fatigue. What about you? So mine was actually really kind of cool. What struck me is the best advice that he was given that question, right? Was yeah. he said, get comfortable being uncomfortable, meaning that you have to get out of your comfort zone and stay out of that comfort zone and, you know, never being comfortable being comfortable, right? I just love that. I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I do this podcast. I'm, I'm, as a geek, I'm, I'm not comfortable doing this right here, honestly, but it's out of my comfort zone. And I but think you're that so I'm good at it, man. You're rocking. Shoot. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that there's so much truth to that. And you yeah. hear it over and over and over again in pretty much any business book that it tells you to get out of your comfort zone, whether that's for sales, whether that's for leadership, doesn't matter. Just get out of that comfort zone and stay out of it. Yeah. And to, to have an example like Kevin and his team to be able to do that, super cool. I agree. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed it and we hope that you connect with Kevin either on LinkedIn, Facebook, or wherever. We also hope that you connect with Aggie Growth Hacks on LinkedIn, Instagram, or better yet, join our Facebook group where we continue entrepreneur conversations. Chris and I personally would love to connect with you and maybe share your story on our future episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. And finally, while you're checking things out on the web, make sure you go to aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can listen to previous episodes and check out some of our other great content. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies, Kyle Ackman and Ben Wiggins with Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just search up the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there right now. Join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig'em. 